Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, our weekly spin-off podcast where Dad and I go off topic because if we don't, we'll go nuts. Dad, how are you doing this morning? Paul, Yeah. as usual, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel wonderful. Excellent. Um, should we start with a joke? That, oh, yes, please. Hang on. Is this, a, is this what some people would disparagingly refer to as a dad joke? In no way is this a dad joke. Well, let's, you know what, let's, let, let's be the judge of that after we've heard it. Go on. Okay. So, I have a feeling that once you've heard it, you might put it on the cutting room floor. Oh. Hmm. Well, that's stressful because then if you, I, if I, sometimes I get a call from you days later going, where'd this bit go? And I go, well, it was... Hmm. We so, uh, the listeners, uh, if they hear the joke, well and good. Uh-huh. But I think it's... It's one of the best jokes I've ever heard. Just tell the joke. <laughs> in my life. Ever. Yeah. And I'm a connoisseur of jokes. Yeah, Dad, you've you, you got to tell the joke and let us figure out whether it's good or not. <clears throat> okay. Do you All mind right. if I use some swear words? Sure. Cool. So, there is a massive lion on the Serengeti. And it's having its way, it's having intercourse with a zebra. And the two of them are going hell for leather, basically having a really good time. The zebra, whilst engaged in the act of coitus, looks up onto a hill in the distance and sees a... Another um, zebra standing, looking down on the two of them having sex. And the zebra who's being screwed by the massive lion turns around and says to the lion, that's my wife up there. Can you please pretend that you're killing me? It's a good one, isn't it? Oh my god Some people listen to this at breakfast 
Some people wake up six o'clock. All right. Time for materials, baby. You got a big day. Hey, um, honey, can you bring me the... Yep, cool, cool. Oh, we're just going to put the new episode on. And then they spit their cereal all over the table. So, mm. if you're new to this show and this is your first episode, please don't leave. This is not indicative of not just the... To- well, tonally, it's kind of on point, but it's not... We generally talk about true crime, but the, the reason we like loose ends is because stuff like this can happen. Dad, I gotta... I'm not going to tell you whether I liked it or not. I hope my reaction was mm. enough. Yeah, I, I I regard it highly, um, on many levels. Anyway, 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 anyway. Paul. Um, yeah. As the listeners will recall, mm-hmm. last week, whilst you were at your dojo, mm-hmm. which is a crazy word, there was an incident where some some may say foolhardy, others may say brave person entered the realms of your uh i say again dojo which is actually a community hall attached to a church where numerous martial arts protagonists can we say that yeah really getting lost in the weeds here where my i do karate at a Mm. church hall and someone came in and 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 went through stole our bags all your bags and and some people unfortunately had a lot of very valuable stuff stolen phones computers keys is a nightmare imagine if you've got a key to a car, and mm-hmm. the only way you can actually get in is with the key. But it's a, I, that might sound odd, me saying that, but if it's one of these new fandangled sort of cars that have got no locks, some of them operate on fingerprints and all sorts of crazy things, and, you know, it's just... And they're expensive, and it's just a nightmare. And, you know, it's... it's and look, was it a crime of opportunity, or or was it premeditated or you know and was it just one person could it have been two i've been thinking about that and could there have been a lookout which which could make sense well i got answers on a lot of this stuff actually really are you serious yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's been a development yeah there's been a development there's been a series of developments and it's very rare that i mean i've never been involved in a crime before not really you've committed Uh, crimes though have i yeah you made napalm once that's a crime yeah but i didn't use it no but Maybe that's because we caught you. I wasn't going to. Mm. Hmm. I didn't want to hurt anyone. I just like the kind of. I like the. Process. We can talk about that in the next part of this episode. Actually, yes, let's do that. Okay, so everybody, here is a. I would say very, very interesting update to this to this case. So, I'm in class a couple of nights after the the theft, and as all of you will know, this beautiful black station bag which Tegan got me for my fortieth. This. I mean, it was really... She really pushed the boat out. This thing is... Also, you can't buy them anymore, which shits me up the wall. So, I'm in the middle of class, and we're all training, and there's a knock at the door, and there's a uh, a man outside, and he says, Hi, did any of you have your bag stolen last week? And we stopped the class, and I go, and I'm like, yeah. And he's with another guy, and they're sitting there kind of outside smiling, and they run a group upstairs. I don't know what, what group they run upstairs. And they say, look, we got a bit of a weird phone call. So I'm going to walk you through what happened uh, after the bags were stolen. So the guy who came into the class and you know cut the class off and said, look, uh, did any of you have your bags stolen? He says, last week I saw a guy, he came in here, he was quite intoxicated, I escorted him out, and then he came back later and he grabbed the bags. And uh, whilst I can't describe him, here's what actually happened after that guy left with the bags. He heads up, um, he heads up a nearby street, he goes through the bags, he doesn't find what he wants, 
and he dumps them in a random front yard. At which point I'm thinking, all right, great. Well, you know, that's the bag. Paul, Paul, did I not mention front yards in last week's podcast? You absolutely did, yes. Hmm. You did. You said you would have done a bit of a cordon run around. I mean, this was actually quite far. Okay. There's no way I would have looked in this front yard. No. Anyway, what happens is the guy who lives in the house whose front yard it is finds these bags in his yard. And he's like, that's weird. And it turns out he listens to loose units and Are he's heard me he's heard me ranting about the stolen bags. And so what he does is he goes he, he, see, he goes through the bags and sees some karate stuff and goes, Oh my god, it's the bags from the show. And then he finds uh the details in another bag of somebody else and he calls it. Turns out that somebody who was attending this group that was upstairs, she had her bag stolen and her, so he calls her and uh and she puts him in touch with with the group upstairs. Um, and in that group upstairs is another guy who listens to loose units who is standing there outside my dojo. I'm sweaty. I'm in my gi, and he goes, "Are you Paul? Oh yeah, I love the show." Um, and I, I was, I was so out of it at the time. I didn't really express my joy at this. But if you're listening, hey, um, it's incredibly sweet of you. And also, if you're listening to this and you are involved in this case, here's another update. The lovely guy whose front yard it was, who I'm chatting with, and he's like, "Yeah, this is so great. This is super, super weird." Um, he starts giving me an inventory of all the items, and the only thing that isn't there is my fucking bag. Every everything else was dumped in the yard except my bag. This which, was, mm, <sighs> which kind of um, it's you know how you can flip things so something mm. bad can become good. Yep. I'm going to say, Paul, that because we need to extract some something nice out of this story. Aside from the fact that we that Christine was on the ball this morning, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. That's bizarre, because I thought that was a long stretch, but that's fantastic. Um, but I will say that Tegan has impeccable taste. She bought you a beautiful bag, and it's possible that the guy uh, really, really likes your bag. And... That's about the only positive thing, unless Isn't, of course that's he not used positive. That. That's not po- well, yeah. Saying unless he used it to, to commit a break and enter and further like, crimes. I'd almost prefer it if he used it for that rather than him going. I like this. At least with a B and E, he has a logical reason to have a large bag because it was the biggest of all of them. Mm. Um, interesting. You know Paul, I mean? Very interesting. If it's just some guy who goes, I like that, and he took it. I ha- I don't like. I don't like that outcome. No, I understand. But if anyone, if Oh my god, this thing had such value to me. If anyone knows where it is, Dad, I was going to put a reward up for this thing. Honestly, that's how much it means to me. Um, mm. But I need to resign myself to the fact that it's just it's just gone. In fact, at the end of the last episode, if you recall, I'd said that I was trying to be less material, mm. trying to, but to, to have it almost come back and then go yeah. away again, mm. it's like somebody you love dies and then they actually they're alive. Oh no, sorry, actually they're dead. Yeah, yep. it, I mean, obviously, it's not exactly like that. Um, now, one of the other things that was that was there was the uh, school bag of one of the uh, other people at the karate class, and his bag is fine. He goes to a, like a local private school, and they recognize the logo on that uh, right away. But I believe you have um, a bit of a story in, that links to private schools in some way. You just dropped this word this morning. Is that is that correct? Mm. I've been doing some research on the the catastrophic fire in Sydney that was reported around the world, and rightfully so in terms of the intensity. Mm-hmm. And I would also like to talk a little bit about 
yesterday morning, as some listeners may know, I have coffee over in Manly with a few mates, and one of them was quite a senior officer in the New South Wales Fire Brigades. Right. And he was watching the live footage when I, I was still in the air coming yep. into Sydney, and he believes that they were using drones because the photography was just... The filming was unbelievable. Yeah. And that makes makes sense. But he was talking, and he was a senior officer in the New South Wales Fire Brigades, and he's been to a lot of big fires. And he was watching firefighters running up the narrow alleyway, and he felt that that was unbelievably dangerous. He felt that the building could easily have collapsed. And as it turns out, parts of it did collapse later on. We saw footage now, of it. It was horrifying. Yeah, but he, he actually saw these fireys running. That Granted, they were running, but he if he, he said if he had been uh, an officer at the scene, he would have just absolutely stopped that. He felt that was... And it's interesting from his perspective. Mm-hmm. And he's speaking with 40 years' experience. So, you know, not to be taken lightly. So that's an interesting take on it. But I've been doing more research on that particular fire. It has come to light that there were four boys from uh, an eastern suburbs private school. So just for people listening overseas or people interstate, when I say eastern suburbs, there is a, a general connotation attached to those words which means affluent and I guess it brings in all sorts of interesting side issues Paul about you know the stratas in society and in rich kids getting away with stuff because they're rich kids and they have a yeah all all that sort of stuff but you know these kids um, again from information gleaned through various sources, it also has come to light that, and whilst we don't promote any particular type of behaviour on our podcast, I think it's fair to say that most of our listeners are adults, although I know we've got some really keen, super keen teenagers listening, yeah, and we don't like to give sort of too much information away about the technicalities of how to, for example, make a bomb. Paul, it's come to light that... Have you heard of these TikTok challenges? Are you aware, are you aware of yes. them? Yes, I am. Okay, so I did some research and I was... I was... I don't... I, look, some of the challenges are really dangerous and some of them overseas have resulted in young people being, being terribly burnt. <clears throat> it's it's really pretty scary. And these boys allegedly, and it'll come out in the next few weeks, were making what's called a deodorant bomb. And I went on YouTube this morning and I found a video of an Australian male, I would estimate his age would be... Because you get to see his hands, you get to listen to his the way he talks, the tone of his voice, uh, the deductions that I... And Christine both, because we both watched the video this morning, 
Um, I'm surprised that the video hasn't been taken down, but he would be 14 years of age, well-educated, well-spoken, um, and he's describing and showing, and it's about a five-minute video on how to make one of these deodorant bombs, and I found it fascinating, and some of his language is disturbing because he says things like, you know, if someone's a bully or someone you don't like, this is what you can do to upset them. I mean, it's just quite unbelievable. Yeah. So apparently, they've taken this uh, this challenge quite seriously. They've gone to this particular uh, abandoned building, which also had approximately 15 homeless people sleeping there every night. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What? Um, two of those people that are unaccounted for. And the the whole thing got out of control, and I completely understand how it would have. But before we judge these boys, um, the woman of extreme wisdom and common sense, can you guess who that is, Paul? Uh, my mum. Your mum yep. pointed out some of the things that you had done when you were in your teens, which could have ended in tragedy yeah and paul so. and paul you went to school well uh, one of your friends was terribly burnt wasn't he you recall uh, there was a guy in year seven or eight when i was at saint paul's correct and he, yeah he came he was away for a couple of months and came back and he had burns to most of his body i know, um, I know. And- it's a real it's a real common thread with young men and fire or at least it was uh, yeah. well, apparently still fucking is uh, yeah. with fire and, and stuff like that and listeners yeah. will recall Paul what I once did when I was a teenager I had a mowing run yeah. and I was bored one Saturday afternoon and I decanted the fuel yeah. and I lit a um, small river set it alight yeah the difference is dad you weren't living in a time where you would be encouraged to film that and turn it into content true, it's really true. you know, know you the problem with be... content paul is that yeah. remember that the american series um jackass correct 
Now, I've watched that. I watched the first season or first show movie, and I found it... uh, Some of the things I found really disturbing and incredibly dangerous. One of the things that I found really foolhardy and I've had I've had experiences and Paul we lived in Manly in a very steep on a very steep street mm-hmm. and you may recall that occasionally people will, that were highly intoxicated would hop into a shopping trolley at the top of the hill and just be pushed down and yep. gather such speed no way of braking mm-hmm. and sometimes they could hit a, an oncoming car they'd crash into cars the injuries sustained sometimes could be life-threatening yeah and you know, people do crazy things, but you're right with the with the sort of social media. It's 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 how far can you push the limits? And this is an ex, this is a, an incident that clearly got out of control. And of course, think about the situation. It's an abandoned building. There'd be a lot of a lot of flammable material around. There'd be blankets. There'd be just rubbish. Uh, you know, squatters, people have been sort of living at their sort of rough living and it got out of control. And as an ex-firefighter, believe you me, I have seen whole houses burn down where the initial, you know, flame was a candle. Yeah. I've been to these fires where the only thing left is a parking lot because of one tiny candle. Do you think any... So this wasn't typically speaking when a large building goes up, like the one that is across from Tegan and myself, the big warehouse. I think, oh, it's an insurance job; it's some sort of developer thing. But you're saying this was private school kids doing a TikTok challenge, making deodorant bombs. Probably is that what you're saying? It is on the balance of probabilities, um, so, igniting them, and then look. Yeah. You know, the thing with cans, mm. um, you know, they use accelerants. Yeah. I mean, hairspray is a classic without sort of going into the specifics. And listeners may also recall, we did probably, you know, maybe two or three years ago, we did an episode on, when I was in forensics, we got called to, there was a gang getting around taking out massive shop windows using um, cannons that were firing oranges. Remember that? And we used they were using an accelerant. So every single spray can unless it's sort of a hand pump, they use accelerants. And these accelerants are highly flammable, particularly, for example, hairspray. And look, it's, it's, it's human nature, particularly weirdly for teenage, mainly boys, to, to just do these crazy things. I think that the situation initially, there would have been a fire, ignition point, and the boys would have been standing around. And at a certain point, the boys begin to as a group, realise that, holy shit, this is not good. And there's no way of putting it out. I mean, they might sort of stamp their feet, but it may have got a hold. It starts to grow. Fire, remember the three things? Fuel, heat, and oxygen. It's got all those things in abundance, and it just starts to grow. And if ever you've watched any scientific, say, CSIRO films on how a fire gets a hold and then what happens it gets to a certain phase where it's out of control there's no way on earth now these boys they would have thought we're fucked we're gonna and they just do what boys do they they run 
and they probably went home. And then, of course, the city becomes aware. Everyone becomes aware that there's an inferno. And then at some point, they would have fronted their parents and said, you know, this is what happened. And and the parents, um, of course, as most parents would do, I believe, is they then took the kids to the police station. And, uh, you know, there would have been some constable working at the counter. He sees a, you know, a mum, mum and dad, whatever the combo, coming in, kid, 13, 14-year-old, kid's absolutely shitting himself. And they go up to the, the constable. The constable's aware of what's happening because everyone in Sydney knows that there's an almighty fire. And the parents say, um, we've got something to tell you. And, and the story unfolds and the constable's thinking, this is, this is serious, this is big. And because they're minors, they would have been taken into a special room. The detectives would have been called in and they, they began to get the story. It's misadventure. And that, this is my take on based on the facts we have so far. And it's resulted in... But imagine if it had been in the basement of a residential building and there had been, you know, hundreds of people just burnt. I mean, these kids... This this sort of event, I hate to say it, can trigger a lifetime of anguish and problems for the children. And that's that's uh, they're going to have to be very very careful and yeah know. I don't know how if you got dragged into something like that and it derailed your entire life I mean mm. like here's a question did anyone get hurt um, well there are two people missing but think about the firefighters and the police and the ambos but pr- particularly the firefighters imagine and nearby residents but imagine if a fire was 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 killed. I mean, you know, you've got the families of the fiery, then you've got the families of the boys, then you've got the... It's based on what we know so far, it's four boys. And then if I was a parent of one of the boys, do we apportion 25% of the blame to each boy? Maybe not. Maybe some of the parents are thinking, you know what, let's dig deeper on a human level and let's find out who was the boy that actually lit the device. And then the other parents, and quite normally and naturally sort of begin to apportion more blame yeah. to one particular boy. It yes, creates yeah. a yeah. fraction or mm-hmm. faction within the, the dynamic of, the, of the, the relationship between the boys, the parents... And ultimately the school, mm-hmm. and then you have people outside the school. You might have people from less privileged schools apportioning and saying, "So it's not just, you know, it's not just kids from lower socioeconomic sort of stratas in society." Here's a classic case, and then you have people kind of almost reveling in the fact that it was people in a sort of, you know. More, what's the word, Paul? A sort of a higher, not higher standing, but more privileged position that also do shitty things. Yeah, I mean, um, I was—I've only been mugged once, and it was by a bunch of private school kids. Um, 
we know yeah. what school they went to. I think they went to Riverview, actually. Mm. It's, uh, and know. also, yeah, and, and your brother Mark was held down in Manly by uh, by four private school boys mm. and, and had the shit beaten out of him so badly that he went to the country and stayed away for a few weeks so that mum and I would not see his facial injuries. If you think that being extremely rich does not have major psychological ramifications and does not create in some people a real sense of I can do whatever I want, then you're dreaming. Like that does happen. I'm not saying that all rich kids are bad people. Of course I'm not, but I'm saying like systemically there is a real, oh, well, you know, I, you do, you live in a slightly more consequence-free environment than somebody who say, you know, is extremely poor, lives in a shitty suburb because then if something bad happens, it's like, you know, you're, it's a downward spiral. There's no safety Mm. net. Um, Mm. And this is look. I, I feel I do feel for young people getting in over their heads mm. as a general rule. I oh, actually definitely. think that'd be terrifying. Mm. That yeah. moment when you realise that. Look, I if, don't even know. No, <sighs> I agree. And if, if yeah. you and Tegan are cooking in your yeah. beautiful apartment in Melbourne, and say hot oil bubbles over, and all of a sudden, within a microsecond, you have a major flame, I can promise the two of you. That for a moment in time, and this is the problem, listeners, with fire, and it and it's it's happened with me as well. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how well trained you are in 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 your own home, yep. you see something like this happen. There's a moment where we will all think that we can handle the situation. Yep. Everyone thinks it, and sometimes you'll be okay, but it's high stress, high adrenaline. It's a situation unfolding, it's hot, you can't get near it, it's a massive flame, and it, it's going to get away from you. But there's, a, there's, that, there's that moment where everyone thinks, I can handle this, and there lies the problem. It's people's almost initial reluctance to call the fire brigade. Things are going through their minds. What are people going to think? Yeah. What happens if I'm wasting their time? What yeah. happens if they rock up and it's all out? Well, trust me, folks. Better that. Fireys don't mind attending. They're happy to get to a job and make sure that it's it's out. And that that's cool. But but get on in Australia, dial triple zero quickly. The first thing when you dial an emergency number for those that haven't is You'll get onto someone and they're going to say, which service do you require, police, yep. fire, or ambulance? Yep. You choose. It's up to you. You say, if it's just a fire, a fire brigade. They put you straight through to fire control. These are firefighters yeah. that are working. They will very quickly, and they'll sense the tension and the panic in your voice. Mm-hmm. They may be able to sort of say, look, this is what you should be doing. And if it's bad, you get out of there and you just have to look. It's These are really, these are things that are happening so quickly. And that is, in my opinion, based on early information, this is what happened. And it's a shitty situation. Those parents, everyone in that school would know. You know, we know what, we know how, you know, news, particularly bad news travels. Chinese whispers and the you can only imagine the just the shame and look there will be ramifications down throughout probably the years 
Um, and, and hopefully they don't find deceased people in the rubbles because that's going to ramp up this whole thing to a level that, you know, is going to be... I don't know how they're going to handle it, the parents, and they're going to have to really, you know, go deep to to look after the welfare. Yeah, it's a shitty situation. Yep, shitty situation. We'll see how it pans out. Mm. And it does put things like my bag in perspective. Having said that, I want my fucking bag back. Mm. Um, well, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. I love that we've kind of swayed back and forth between topics, but it all kind of ties back to roughly the same thing. But we've had a really good time talking with you, everybody, and we hope you have a great weekend. The next episode of Loose Units, I believe, will be recorded in person. I'm going to be in Sydney uh, hosting the launch of Diablo 4, so that's going to be exciting. But Dad and I are going to get together and probably record an episode. Hmm. You think so? Bloody oath. And also, Paul, um, Mum and I watched the final episode um, of Alone. Yes. And I I found it riveting. It's a great... That's honestly, everybody, this is... is, I mean, it's not a plug, but it is kind of a plug. But it's not. This is not actually a plug. Honestly... That season of Alone Australia just gets so it's good. It's just so good. It was just, I, Christine and I, at the end, I loved that person. And I felt incredibly sad and sad and sorrowful for the person that um, was the second. We can't. Yeah, no, we're we not saying we, it. I'm no, just no, saying no. for the second, what? We I'm can't saying what? You no, it's just, it's just a, little, a little abstract. Look. It's an incredible season of television. Do not miss it. And uh, again, this is not a plug, but it's available on SBS On Demand right now. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Dad and I are really looking forward to seeing you next week for another episode of Loose Units. But in the meantime, we will see you soon. Bye, everyone. Cheerio. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.